Dukes has twang. Does your mayo have it? Do you ask for it by name when you go out to eat? Do you display your devotion to it for all the world to see? Can it elevate your lime cilantro aioli to a level that's borderline holy? If not, you're probably using the wrong mayo. That's because only Duke's mayo has twang. It's that little southern something that elevates food from good to downright ridiculous. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlick and McLean podcast. Welcome in to Championship Week. We have an ACC championship <laughs> that will be happening on Saturday in Charlotte, North Carolina, between Clemson and UNC. And Mac, I want to start with this because we have a great guest today. But people are knocking on the fact that Clemson's lost one coming into this, UNC's lost two. But the fact that we have two ranked teams, two teams that we know are probably better than their records, Clemson for sure, UNC perhaps, and two major brands. This is still an ACC title I'm very excited for. We've had Clemson-Pitt in the past. We've had Clemson-Miami where the other team wasn't even ranked or barely ranked, and the spread was 24-and-a-half. Like, this is right. a different situation, and so I'm, I'm excited for that. <laughs> I am too, KG. You know, I was down in the dumps on Monday and maybe even right. a little yesterday, but now <laughs> I'm full speed ahead. It's championship season, postseason. Uh, we've got two really, really good teams, and and – Man, I just can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be packed. I know Carolina and Clemson fans are going to be absolutely going nuts in Charlotte, uh, which is, I think, right about in the middle of both of them, which is super cool to to kind of have that. Last time ever of these divisions, Atlantic, congratulations, Clemson. You take your trophy and go home. And Carolina, take your trophy and go home with the coastal chaos that wasn't so chaotic. So I'm super excited about it. I I cannot wait to see this matchup. Uh, And we've got a little guest here today that's going to help us dive all the way into that. But first, KG, I have to say this feels really good to say this. The Gramlick and McLean podcast brought to you by Duke's Mayo. We're back, baby. So, so excited for our friends. Uh, There's going to be a lot of fun content uh, as the Mayo lady as she's balancing the the Mayo there on her head. Uh, We're super excited to have them back. Great partner. Uh, So many different products that you will see us sampling and trying Mm -hmm. and as you see above me here, a plethora and an array of sauces and mustards and, of course, mayonnaise. So super excited that they're back, AG. Very excited. And you guys know that Duke's is a brand that you can trust. For over the past 100 years, they've been cultivating and celebrating their commitment to family recipes and bold Southern flavors. They have that twang, y'all. It's still made according to Mrs. Eugenia Duke's original recipe down here in Malden, South Carolina. Shout out to Mrs. Duke. And of course, as Max said, it's not just the mayo, the barbecue sauces, which we've been sent a sampler pack. Max used them on the grill already. The mustards. I you'll, you'll find out Coach Sweeney's a mustard guy. I love <laughs> mustard. Mac knows this. I'm a huge mustard person. And uh, the chipotle mustard, the bourbon mustard, they, ooh, they're just so good. They just add that little twang, that little extra something to your sandwich <laughs> or whatever. I, I kind of just put it on anything. So make sure you check out all of Duke's Mayo's amazing products. That's right, KG. And like we said, massive guest today, Coach Dabo Sweeney. Really excited about this one. He got after it with us. It was fun to talk about it. There's a lot of people uh, very critical of his program right now, and and he kind of laid down the law, which was great to hear that from him and and just to hear his thoughts on where the season is, where some of his players are, and the mindset you're really going in this championship game. So without further ado, 
Let's get to the man uh, right now with the plan. Coach Dabo Sweeney. Coach Sweeney, welcome back. Your third appearance to the podcast. Man, we've got to start paying you a little talent fee for all this time you're joining us, man. Yeah, man. Am I, where am I supposed to look? Am I looking? Do I look at Kelly? Do I look at your ugly mug? Where do I look? You, I you look can at- look wherever you want. If you want to look at me, if you want to look at Kelly, if you want to just stare in the camera, whatever you want, you can do that. Yeah, this is uh, this. I'm becoming a regular. I didn't even, you know, it's nice. I didn't even know y'all had a podcast. Now, after three times, I'm, I'm it's starting to register with me. That's right. Now, I just need to know when it when it is, so maybe I can tune in sometime. Because we'll I'm sure this is riveting conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Is, it, is this a daily podcast? We do three days daily. in football season, and then two in the off season, and then summertime we just do one. It's kind of guest oriented. And your wife was actually a guest of mm-hmm. ours uh, over the over this okay. past summer, so we're loaded up. Okay, good. All right. We'll get you hooked up, Coach. We'll send you how to subscribe and listen on SiriusXM and all that good stuff. We got you. And, and do they do they pay y'all to do this, or is this just something y'all like to do for to hang out? Ironically enough, this this Kelly and I have our own, you know, kind of company oh. that we created. And this lives underneath oh, us. Okay. So we're very entrepreneurial. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. We That's go right. for that freshman right. year, 2011, the, the LLC was formed. Um, y'all, y'all using those Clemson degrees. <laughs> That's well, right. I like it. We're doing exactly. what we can. Do what exactly. we can, Coach. Well, we know you're very busy. So let's let's get into our discussion here. And you look at this season overall, another 10-win season. You're playing for the ACC title, something that you guys weren't able to do last year, which I know means a lot to get back to this point. Just give us kind of some overall thoughts, if you could, Coach, on this season to this point. Um. Well, we didn't finish well like we wanted to. Uh, we had a, we had a chance to achieve all five of our goals, and obviously we're not going to do that since we didn't, uh, you know, win the state championship. And thought we had, honestly, thought we had the better team, but the better team doesn't always win. You got to earn it on the field, and we didn't. And uh, had plenty of opportunities. So disappointed with our finish to the regular season, uh, for sure. And uh, but we got to deal with that. You know, it's we don't it's not acceptable to lose that game, but we got to deal with it. Um, and uh, and move on, but but stepping back and saying, you know, okay, man, uh, you know, to come back from where we were last year, uh, you know, we've done a lot of great things. You know, we, we had two bad days and ten really good days. Uh, so you know, there's we're the only ten win team in this league. Uh, I think there's only I think there's only ten in the country that are ten with ten wins. Uh, so out of 131 teams, so we. You know, big picture wise, we had a we had a really good year to this point, uh, but we're not done. So, but to get back to, I mean, I know that, I mean, at a lot of places, ten and two, and going to your conference championship and winning your division, you know, you, you get coach of the year. Uh, you know, but at Clemson, you know, people aren't happy uh, with that, and and that's okay. You know, we we've built something really special here, and uh, but for me. Man, I, I will never minimize a 10-win season or, or a conference uh, division title and a chance to go win an ACC title. When Mac was here and we won that thing in, in, a, in 11 uh, for the first time in, in, man, you know, 20 years. 20 years. And now we're yeah. going for, for our seventh and the last eighth and our eighth overall title in 14 years. You know, I don't ever minimize that because I know how hard it is to do. And, and I look around a lot of programs, they never, ever get there. You know, they never even get a chance to play for it. So uh, I'm proud of our team. I'm proud of our staff. Certainly, uh, again, not the finish that we wanted, but, 
you know, we've got an opportunity to go get an 11th win. We've got an opportunity to get to the Orange Bowl with a win. So there's a lot of, of things out there and still could be 12-2. and two. And, uh, right. But, you know, we've got we've to pick ourselves up and, and certainly do some things better than we did last week, uh, starting with taking care of the ball and some of the big plays and special teams issues that we had. Because North Carolina's a good football team, and they want the same thing we do. So you got we're the two best teams. I think I think that's the way it came out, and uh, there'll be one winner Saturday night, um, and uh, we're glad we're in it with a chance to to win it. Coach, just to go big picture real quick before we dive into this matchup, you, you talk about you know you never will will you know devalue winning and devalue ten wins and, and conference championships, the things that you kind of have there. I guess, how do you try to relay that to your guys? Because it's much different expectation-wise than when I was there. As you just mentioned, you know, something that we hadn't done in so long. Now a group that has had so much success, I'm not saying it's easy or hard because I'm not in those locker rooms, but what, what is that messaging, I guess, to the guys when there is such a lofty expectation every year for y'all? Yeah, I mean, you just embrace that. Uh, you're going to get everybody's best shot. And, and then, you know, but I think you got to do a good job of uh, uh, responding you know, and making sure that when you're having a lot of success, you manage that. And when you have failure along the way, you manage that. I think, I think that's just a part of it. I mean, there's how many teams are on it. We've only had one undefeated team here, you know, and everybody says, oh, well, man, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, what, you know, what we used to, I'm like, well, well, my 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, 20, they weren't the 2018 team either. That might be the best team in the history. Uh, so if that, you know, that that's every team has its own story. Every team has its own journey, and it's all part of a bigger picture. But but at the end of the day, man, you just stay committed to uh, your process of getting ready. You always attack what's next, and you know whether you had something great happen or you had something bad happen, you get back to work, and you know that's that's what's created consistency for us. So I, I try to just combat the outside noise with our players all the time because they, you know, the expectations um, and all of a sudden you, okay, you go 10 and two and I don't want these guys feeling like they're failures. Uh, Give me a break. I mean, and you know, that's why people want to fire the coaches and fire the staff. If you don't go to the playoff where you're not going to have a very good program, Uh, you got, our program has a lot of substance to it, you know? Uh, So, and that's why we've been so consistent, but, you know, at the end of the day, you just you just try to lead every single day and uh, try to try to teach them how to respond and how to process things, and then ultimately stay committed to what you control, and that is what you do today. And uh, try to okay, and if you have a bad day, man, let's go win the next one. You know, and then you just keep going, and then you keep recruiting, and you keep you know loving your players and graduating players, and you look up, and man, next thing you know, you're 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 right there where you need to be. And you've got a former player doing a podcast and ha- having a baby like Eric McLean, and there that's where you end up. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> Coach, this week we're previewing the ACC title, of course, and this episode is part of that. So let's dive into this matchup. And just for your team defensively going up against this offense, Drake May, who I think a lot of people think is probably the ACC player of the year with what he's done and how high-powered this passing game is. So what are some keys for you guys defensively slowing down this offense? Yeah, he's a problem. Uh, he's a great player. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine he's not the player of the year. Uh, 35 touchdowns, five picks. 
he's their leading rusher. I mean, he 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 does it all. He's very, you know, he's a redshirt freshman, but he's incredibly poised. Uh, he can make every throw. Uh, he he escapes. Uh, he, he manages the pocket. He spins out. I mean, he throws on the run. He does everything. So. You know, I think the biggest, and he's incredibly smart. The big, and he's got great supporting cast. I mean, that number eleven is is the best we've seen. I mean, he is he's going to hear his name early uh, when it's his time because he is a he is a great player. You know, but but they've got a good scheme and they they know what they're doing. They tie it all together well with their run and RPO and screen game, and then boom, here comes the shots. But I think you gotta you gotta mix it up with him. You know, he's one of those guys that. I don't care how hard your fastball is. If he knows your fastball is coming, he's going to hit it. So you got to change it up. You know, you got to give him some different looks, pre-snap, post-snap. Um, certainly got to get after him uh, up front, you know, hopefully win some matchups up front. Uh, but you can't just, you can't just, you know, line up and play man coverage and say, all right, we're going to, you know, because they're too good and he's too good. He, he's incredibly accurate. I think you got to, you got to certainly got to pick your spots there, but, uh, you just got to change things up, and then you've got to do a really good job with rush integrity, and and manage him in the pocket because he's he he can move, and uh, and again he's incredibly poised. He doesn't he doesn't get flustered, and when he gets out of the pocket, you know he'll he'll find guys, and he can throw it from all kind of different angles. So we got to try to keep him in the pocket the best we can. You know, obviously, if and if he and if they. They will run him. I mean, he gets a lot of yards on scrambles because he's very smart. If he catches you in man coverage and he gets a, a lane, he'll take it. Uh, but w- they will run him as well, you know, with some design runs, a lot of quarterback draws and things like that. So when he when he does run, we gotta we gotta make sure that we let him know we're there, and uh, you know, and and you gotta be physical with him. But you know, that's easier said than done. I mean, you gotta you gotta have uh, again the ability to. Make him hold the ball some. Maybe it's with indecision uh, post snap, or it's a mixture of what you're doing coverage wise. Um, and then, uh, and then you got to win up front and just make him feel uh, that pressure. You know, maybe more than he likes. But you know, again, easier said than done. Uh, he's he's a really good player, and um, but hey, our guys are excited about facing him. Coach, one guy that that is going to really enjoy applying that pressure and has no problem with physicality. He's been Jeremiah Trotter. I mean, to watch his evolution this season has been really fun from you know our perspective and, and seeing it on TV and in the stands. What, what has allowed him to develop so much? What have you seen from him that he's been able to take such a big step this season? Yeah, I would compare him to Drake May, just at a different position. You know, the same age. And, and uh, I think last year for Drake, you know, I guess he probably played a few games and, and redshirted, but – you know, he developed, and same thing last year for Trotter. You know, he backed up Balin and Specter, and really just kind of learned. But we saw early on, even in the recruiting process, we're like, this kid is just—he's just different. I mean, he's—he's he's incredibly focused. He is in unbelievably mature beyond his years. But we saw in the spring, like, man, we—we—we're going to be—we got a chance to be better at linebacker. And uh, and man, I'm really proud of him. He's instinctive. He's strong. Uh, but the game has really slowed down to him. And, I mean, he is playing really fast. Uh, he processes things. He anticipates things. And he's so coachable. I mean, when he makes a mistake, he corrects it. He's a he's a great preparer. 
Like he, he's a guy that what you're seeing on game day, he's not just flying around doing that. It's just a result of the Monday, Monday through Friday prep that he's putting in, and he's just flying around. But he is uh, he's special. I mean, he's he is as good as we've had here uh, since I've been here 20 years at Clemson at that position. I mean, he's got an incredible – and then obviously, you know, his dad and the background. I mean, he's just grown up around it, you know, his whole life. But really, really great player, and I think – and he's starting to become a leader. Like, he's starting to kind of become that quarterback for us too and, and get his confidence in, in really taking command as opposed to just doing his job well. And I love that about him. So, uh, he's, he's really put some good weeks together, and, man, he's on his way, as has Barrett Carter. Uh, you know, just two really, really good sophomore players that got a lot of good football ahead. Coach, you mentioned Josh Downs and, and what he's able to do. They have some other really good wideouts as well. It's not just him. Uh, when you think of, like, wide receiver core that you faced, do you think of perhaps the Wake core a little bit? So what, what will the point of emphasis be for your secondary this week? Yeah, uh, so three and five, you know, they're really good players, uh, Green and J.J., and then they got – listen, their tight ends yep. are good too. You know, they, they get those guys involved. So they spread the ball around well, and just as soon as you get settling on those guys, they throw it to the back. Uh, you know, so that's one of the things that makes them difficult is, is you know, they'll play with tempo, you know, a lot of, lot of zone and counter and, and, and motion and shifts and things like that, and then RPOs built into it. They'll take any, any free patch of grass that you give them, they're going to they're gonna take it, and he sees it. Uh, so, you know, we, we've got to, again, we've got to be really detailed um, in, our, in our plan and where our eyes are and our alignments, getting our hands on these guys. Uh, and, we, and there's going to be – there just it just is what it is. There's going to be some competitive plays – and we got to win those because uh, the ball is going to go down the field, and they're definitely going to throw it to number 11. I promise you. Uh, number 11, the ball's going to him about 15 times. So you know that going in, and so you got to have a plan for him. But as you said, it's not just him. And so that stresses you. If it was just him, you know, you might feel a little bit better. But all those guys can make plays. And, uh, and he, knows, he knows how to distribute the ball, and they'll do a good job formationally of trying to create some – free releases and things like that. But we just got to be detailed and we got to, again, have our eyes on the right things, understand situationally, uh, you know, what's going on, and then, uh, you know, go cut it loose. Yeah. Coach, let, let's look at your offense a little bit here and, and we'll get you out of here. Up up and down season and, and maybe less downs than, than I am you know want to say here, but what do you want to see from these guys from a consistency basis? And, and just your goal for, for this game and maybe even the next, I know not to project too far forward here, but these last two games that you'll have with this unit, what do you want to see from them? Yeah, just get back on track. I mean, you know, we we, we played our two best games in the Louisville-Miami game. And, uh, you know, very balanced, 200 and 200. And we were, last week, if we just hit the plays that are there, we're 200-200 last week. And um, and so, you know, first of all, we got to stop turning the ball over. You know, it's just, it's just incredibly frustrating. Uh, you know, we've had 14 turnovers in five games. We had three total turnovers in seven games coming into, into November. So we're really lucky to be three and two in November. Um, so that's first and foremost, just stop putting the ball in jeopardy. Um, and then we got to catch the ball. Uh, that would be the next step. Uh, make the routine plays. And then, uh, you know, we got to, we, we, we got to, we missed on some plays. We had, we had about four big play opportunities the other day, and we didn't hit a single one. 
and you know we missed one on a throw, we dropped one, we uh, had a protection issue on another one, and then we and then we we missed another throw, and then we had five drops in the game. So uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to win that way, especially when you put the turnovers involved. But you know that's that's the biggest thing. Just 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 make the play that's there. We don't have to do anything superhuman. Just just make the play that's there, and and let's take care of the football. And uh, like we did those other ten games, you know, we've had ten, like I said, ten games where we've done what we needed to do. We've been really good in the red zone. Uh, we've been a really good third down team this year. We've run the ball really well. You know, we averaged six point something a carry the other night. If you'd have told me we were going to average six something a carry and two hundred thirty something yards rushing, and they could only average one yard rushing, and we got a pick six and a safety, a season high eleven TFLs. Uh, you think you win the game, but you know you got to take care of the ball on special teams, offense. Can't give up dumb big plays on defense. Uh, so we we just got to we got to clean it up. But offensively, uh, quarterback's got to get back on track. He had another so-so day, but nobody helped him. You know, I mean, he's got plays there where we don't catch it, and then we got plays there where he's trying to throw it and we get hit, and uh, and then some plays he missed. So it's a combination of all those things. So, um, you know, do what we've done all year, just respond. And real quick, Coach, how do you how do you deal with that with DJ? Because I think from the fan perspective, from somebody who maybe doesn't know football a ton, they see that stat sheet, they probably watch the game, and they're like, man, that quarterback, just God knows. And then you dive into it a little yeah. bit, and you're like, five drops, a couple misprotections, yeah. you know, defense yeah. – actually played really well and got their hands on the football. So I guess how, how do you handle that with DJ? And, and I know you can't tell us everything, but just what, what does that look like in that conversation? Tell me the truth. <laughs> tell me the truth. You know, so, so Mac, you know, I, you, you, this hadn't happened very often because we, we don't lose a lot of games. But <laughs> so our middle Monday meeting, so I made everybody in the building from the secretaries to the administrative staff, everybody in the building had to watch the tape. And we watched it all together. And hey, I ran, Coach, I remember we had one of those back in the day. We had one. We had one. <laughs> it wasn't fun. And I ran, and I ran the tape from about 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock for two hours. Uh, because when you lose a game like that and you get a lot of psh, 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 and everybody on the outside thinks they know and they ain't got a freaking clue. Uh, you know, so I think it's important that everybody knows what's real and that everybody understands with complete clarity what happened and why and what we got to do about it. And, uh, and so uh, it was a two-hour meeting of complete clarity. And so you just tell everybody the truth. And, and you know, it's, it's, not, it's just not complicated. Uh, and, and when you don't do the things that you need to do, you know, you got to deserve to win. And, you know, so I, had, I, had, I pulled out the plays that we needed offensively, defensively, special teams. And, you know, you just kind of stop the projector and you say, okay, well, let's talk about it. So why? Why are your eyes not on your work? Do we not go over it? Do we not practice this? Is this a new play? Is this, I mean, like, this is all about execution. So this is, this is uh, so, you know, and the quarterback's no different. You, you tell him the truth. But, but I think it's also important because of what you say, because everybody blames everything on the quarterback. And if it always, was all him, it, sucks, it would be an easy decision. Right. Uh, but it's not. Now again, he's 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 back on the mat, you know, and, and you know with a two count. Uh, so he's got to play well, uh, but you know that's just where we are. Um, so tell him the truth, 
he's got to take ownership of his plays, but then also everybody needs to see, you know, what we didn't do around him. And then, you, you know, okay, so what do you want him to do? You want him to throw the ball? Like, he, he threw it right there. Uh, okay, right tackle. You see that guy right there that's going to go a 50-yard play right here? And you take a, 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 short, a short porch set, like a quick game, and we get our quarter, and then running back, you don't get your guy cut, so he gets hit. He can't throw the ball. He's throwing on time. He can't get. He can't get it there. Or okay, hey, is this wide open? And we miss it. <laughs> we miss it. The protection's good. The route's good, and we don't. We're not within five yards. All right, all right, everything's good, and we make a perfect throw, and we drop it. You know. So, what do y'all want to do? Right. I mean, right. what's the problem? Everybody, you know. Come on, coach. <laughs> I, I mean, and then same thing defensively. We just go through it. Right. So, just. <laughs> Tell the truth and be transparent. And this ain't, this ain't middle school. Um, so, Middle Monday. It was a good one. It was a good one. Coach, this was a great interview. We appreciate you. I have one final question, and it's a little more lighthearted. Um, the truth is our podcast is sponsored by Duke's Mayo, who we love. Are you a fan of Duke's Mayo, Coach? Do you have any thoughts on our great friends at Duke's I- Mayo? I, I am only a mustard guy. Really? Uh, they, make they, mustard. Make mustard. they make mustard. They make mustard. Their Chipotle mustard, I, I think oh, it will change well, your life. Sure, I really do. I'm sure I've had it, man. Okay, I'm sure good. I've had it, but I, I, I've i never eaten mayonnaise. Wait. Uh, <laughs> I don't eat mayonnaise. Where you, you don't want this massive tub? I, mean, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure I've had it in some kind of mix or something, but I, I don't put mayonnaise on my sandwiches or anything. Okay. I've right. only been a mustard guy my whole life. Occasionally, I might dip a fry and some ketchup mm. if it's there. But sure. I'm a mustard guy. I'm right. a well, coach, I mustard. we got you. We'll be sending you. Yeah, we're going to change your life. Their four mustards are amazing, and they do barbecue sauces, so just stay tuned. Okay. Go Dukes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. All right. See you guys. Thanks again to Coach Dabo Sweeney for joining us. This is his third appearance on the pod. I think now he understands that we have a podcast, which is great. I'm not <laughs> sure that Coach really listens to podcasts. It, I, I didn't really get that vibe, but hopefully we yeah. can get Ross or talk to Miss Kathleen and get him well, subscribed. We'll work here, on that. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to start just sending him every there podcast that we do, and Perfect. he's going to be forced to listen to it. And the so, YouTube t- as well. Yeah, you know, he, he was diving into our business model, asking us how we do things. That was great. That was great to share all that information with Coach. <laughs> it was. And, you know, Coach is just looking out. He wants to see how we're doing as uh, two Clemson graduates and, and hoping right. that we're putting our degrees to good use, which we are. Mac, I need to know more because you and Coach talked a little bit more about this off air that we were not able to put on the podcast. But these mental Mondays where – as Coach Sweeney said, the entire staff, including secretaries, probably the the chefs, I mean, everybody, the grounds crew is watching this film, and it's a two-hour closed-door meeting where things go down. Can you give us a little more insight on this, Mac? I, I can, because it, there's only been two of these that have ever happened in the history of Clemson football. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I was the part of the first one. And uh, let me just tell you, there's a little bit of uh, disagreement on what game it happened for. Uh, coaches, you kind of heard us. He he maybe thinks it's 2013 Florida State. I am under the impression it was South Carolina. I'm pretty sure in it was South Carolina in 2013. I am 99% sure of this. In a row. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, had, it had to have been that game. It had to have been that game. Listen, it, it was scary, first of all. So we get a text because you're on this thing called Teamworks. And it says, da-da-da, 
be at the facility. I'm pretty sure it was like 538. Mm. We do not do that ever. And so we're all just like, Never hey, did you get this text? Did you get this? Like you're talking to your teammates. Everybody's gotten it. So we're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be nuts. Like what is that? Because it was an embarrassing loss. It was a bad loss. So we're just like, man, this is crazy. We show up, KG, and literally the, enti- the entire staff. I'm not just – you mentioned it. Everybody that was getting a check that was signed by Coach Dabo Sweeney or Clemson football was in this team meeting room. It's not a big room. It is now. It's massive. So we go in there, and he literally goes play by play of these like 40 plays that he deemed horrible and called guys out, made you stand up if you did something wrong. And he said, so, uh, Eric McLean, uh, you, you took a left step. You should have taken a right step. Why'd you do that? And you have to tell why in front of the entire team. Ooh. And we're just going through it. And we're going through it. And we're going through it. And you're just like, this is never going to stop. It was our worst game ever. Like, we're going to be here for days. And uh, it, it was terrible because the way – it wasn't in order. It wasn't like, hey, I know my play's coming next. Like, I know I messed up. Mm-hmm. I, I messed up here. You didn't know when it was coming. And so you're just literally – like, I was sweating, KG. I didn't even play outside of some special teams, maybe a couple situationals. And I'm sitting there sweating – like almost about to cry because I do not want to be attacked by a guy that I love and hold so high. Uh, but that's what it was like. So I can only imagine it was similar for these young men. Hey, look, you have to go through it. Not all of us, but some of us have before. And, uh, you, you know, you're better for it. You're better for that you went through that. And, and accountability is important for the entire staff. So it breaks my heart that they had to do that. But here, here we are. When you told me that you had to stand up, Oh, KG, it was bad. That, was so bad. I'm not sure I ever had to do that. We were talking about watching film, and look, the film film don't ever lie, okay? No. So you know, and especially in a basketball game, which is shorter, you know, okay, the next play, that's when I had that ridiculous <laughs> turnover, or that's when I missed a wide-open shot or whatever. But when there's no real order and you have to stand and explain yourself <laughs> – that that is brutal. That is, I, I appreciate that insight, Mac. Yeah, it's it's it wasn't fun. And any of my teammates, if you're listening or hear this, just hit me up, and we can talk about the yeah, PTSD we that we bond. still have from that meeting. The PTSD bond over that, that we still have. I'll tell you what. Another thing that I really enjoyed, KG, was hearing about you know Jeremiah Trotter and him taking these steps. Um, I know the team has already come out. I think I'm doing this correctly, uh, but I voted him first team. I, I think that he's played at yeah. that high level. He's really stepped it up as the season went on was cool to see and hear from you know coach Sweeney that, that he stepped up as a leader as well I think that's an important piece of a, a player's development you know you, you number one take care of yourself you number two you start making a bunch of plays and then number three you, you have to lead you have to lead the team everybody is going to look up to you especially at that position so for him to kind of compare him to Drake May in a sense on, on the other side cool. of the ball I thought that was really cool and really insightful yeah definitely and I also really appreciate your question Mac about DJ because you know, we weren't, we're not here to ask the attack Coach Sweeney and say, well, why didn't you put in Cade? Like that, obviously we're not going to do that. Um, but just asking the process of going through that film with DJ and, you know, how do you handle that? Because all of the criticism from the outside world is on him. And as you heard Mac break down in our last episode, he broke down every single passing play. I believe there were five drops. There were multiple missed assignments, all these things. Yes, he has not been great. No, we are not here to tell you that. But it's been, you know, as Mac has really taught me over the past couple of years, it's 11 guys that have to do their jobs, right. especially on the football field. And, and you haven't necessarily seen that. So I appreciate it when Dabo said, we've told him the truth. Yeah, Like the truth yeah. is there. And he had a so-so <laughs> performance. I believe he used that term. 
And, you know, he's back on the mat. He's got to get back up. All that language. I know that Dabo has said in, on other media things that DJ is still the starter, which I believe he will be for the UNC game. But I, I don't know why there wasn't more of a discussion of putting Kate in against South Carolina. I'm not privy to any of that. Sure. And, of course, as Dabo mentioned, you still had every chance to win the game at the end. But I, I don't think that Cade is going to be off the table right. against North Carolina in the ACC title. What do you think? Yeah. Well, well, at this point, I mean, you, to quote Avengers, one of the greatest movies ever. I know you're <laughs> a big, I know you're a big mer- movie girl, so I, oh, yeah. I know you 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 like Love this. The um, but to quote them, uh, we're in the end game now. If you're Clemson, mm. and, and you have to do, you don't know what that means. Don't make that noise. <laughs> Uh, actually, Mac Taylor had a song called "Endgame" with Kendrick oh, Lamar sure, yeah. and Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so yeah, I get it. It's like Taylor Swift, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it's where the same. You've got to do whatever you have to do. Like th- there right. is this no is there is no past tomorrow. Like it's it's this. Th- this is the only important thing. You're not worried about feelings. You're not worried about anything but getting this W and and, and moving on to the postseason. So you know, for me, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day. You've got to put your best foot forward at every position. I'm sure there's a lot of competition this week. I'm sure there's a lot of conversation with guys. And ultimately, who wants to play? You know, who wants to step up? Coach was giving us his points, you know, for his offense. Goes through, got to make better decisions, this and that. And then number two, kind of, you know, emphatically there, we have to catch the freaking football. And and so I think that at the end of the day, maybe you see some different guys out there uh, who want to play, who want to do this thing and can put their best foot forward. So, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be fascinating, uh, you know, just to see what that offense looks like. Uh, you know, just because th- there's been a couple of instances this year where it's not clicking and it's pretty bad. And, but when it does click, it's a thing of beauty with the balance and the run and, and passability, mm-hmm. you know, that Clemson does have. So I'm fascinated to see KG what it's going to look like Saturday night, eight eight or eight a.m. eight p.m. Uh, right there in Charlotte. <laughs> Definitely, and we will break down every aspect of this matchup on Friday. The UNC side, the Clemson side, everything in between. Dabo had some really good thoughts about, you know, the the challenge that this UNC offense presents, especially right. Josh Downs, but the whole wide receiver core and Drake May. So more to come on that, Mac. Last thing here. What are your initial thoughts? We're recording this on Tuesday on the spread. Clemson minus seven and a half. How does that feel to you? I think if they did not lose to South Carolina, it would be double digits. I really do. Mm. I think even that, if they I, win I, on a last second field goal or whatever. Uh maybe not as yeah, yes, I do. I do think so. Um because I, I just think it it shows, you know, kind of where the, the two programs would have been, obviously. Uh with with one team, you know, really just fading fast and, and you know, the way that they're doing it in North Carolina and a team in Clemson who, again, if they would have won you know, playing their best football and, and playing at a super high level. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that it is maybe still a field goal um, or, excuse me, a touchdown there yeah. and, and a one score. But it, I, I think the North – I've thought this for two weeks in a row, so maybe I'm just an idiot. But I think that North Carolina responds. I think that Drake gets those guys going, but you, you're going to have to give them time. You're going to have to have answers because, you know, we've seen kind of, okay, these last two weeks, Georgia Tech schematically – they got pressure. They did things where, okay, you have to choose. Are you going to throw hot or are you going to slide the protection? Which one do you want to do? And they chose wrong a lot, so he got hit. North Carolina State, they said, we're putting guys in coverage. We're making you go one, two, three, four. Can you do that quick enough until our guys get there? So it's two very different things. Clemson's going to be much more like Georgia Tech. Clemson is coming. They're going to bring the heat. And, and as you heard from Coach, they'll be very selective on when they mm-hmm. decide to do that. Uh, but I, I'm, you know, just North Carolina fans listening to this, 
that's kind of what you're going to get. Have to have answers, have to have answers very quickly. I almost think for UNC, it's worse that Clemson lost because right. of the <laughs> kind of angry. things <laughs> I've heard from Mac and Dabo about how this week is going. You know, Clemson sure. already knew its issues. It's not like they needed the South Carolina game to present them. I think they already knew them. So, and for UNC, they're just, they're on such a skid that just doesn't make sense. It's puzzling. It feels like the offense isn't what it used to be. And I think UNC feels that, and they're just trying to get out of it. If they do, if this offense looks like it did against Pitt or, you know, Duke or whatever, then, you know, this could be a great game. But I think a lot of it comes down to, we've talked so much about Clemson's offense, and yeah, they should be able to score on UNC's defense, even though UNC's defense has gotten better. But I want to know which UNC offense I'm going to see. That's my biggest question here. That's true. And it's a valid question at this point where we are in the season, which is crazy. Three weeks ago, we wouldn't be asking any of these questions. We were talking Drake for Heisman. We were talking could Clemson still get in the playoff. Things change quickly. Yeah. And I will say this, too, about the Heisman. I got an email Monday saying, hey, the voting is open. Disappointing to hear that. I thought that we weren't going to do that until after the championship. So it's going to be. Yeah, I I don't love that. I don't love that. So it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see how does this finale kind of stack up for a trophy that uh, we thought was going to be coming to Chapel Hill. Maybe not so much anymore. Um, But that's it, guys. As KG said, massive episode on Friday. We're going to break down every fiber of this game, every matchup, every player, every situation. Cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. All all these are when we just have one game to focus on because we can go super in-depth about all of that. But that is it from us. Thank you for tuning in. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane presented by our great friends over at Duke's Mayo. Go check them out anywhere you can get your mayo. I think it's in pretty much every uh, grocery store across America. So just go find that, or you can go online and order whatever you want, and it comes right to your door. I think a drone drops it off. KG is how we do things now. Uh, Go over to YouTube. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. So fun to hear from you guys. Saw a bunch of y'all in the comments on YouTube. Uh, Keep loading those things up. It's always fun to hear from y'all over there. Uh, But that's it from us. Until next time, we'll see y'all.